I mentioned earlier, and that is why I, I always try and bring in the people that know best more than I do. Um, you've got many titles now, sir. I wanted you to introduce yourself with your many new titles because you're doing a lot of splendid work that might fall um, outside of our horizon. Jerome Damon, good evening. Good evening, Robert. I'm just Jerome Damon. No never, titles. never, never. You, you're doing so much work outside of the country. And um, I know there were so many different tournaments, Poland, and then you're off to Egypt and then came back briefly and then you were off again. What are you doing so much? Because we've got to talk about some of these things here because at times we lose sight of South Africans that are doing magnificent work outside. (laughs) Um, Robert, I've been uh, appointed as a referee development officer for the Africa Zone by FIFA. Um, I'm one of two uh, referee development officers in Africa because of because there are so many member associations in in Africa, and so between my colleague Atanas Kubito and I, we are responsible for overseeing the referee, referee development projects in all the member associations around CAF on behalf of FIFA. And so part of our job is to is to lend support in terms of. Um, how member associations structure their referee departments and referee, uh, yeah, and refereeing in the country. Um, we support by presenting uh, via the FIFA instructors the, the the referee courses to, you know, to upskill referees on the latest amendments to the laws of the game mm. for continued training. Also, we, we we train match assessors, match commissioners, um, and so anything that's got to do with refereeing uh, that falls under our development, and so. Um, yeah, that's that's basically in a nutshell what I do. And so a large part of what I do involves visiting different member associations. It's been quite it's been quite interesting to see how how refereeing is done around the continent, and it's, and it's also a challenge to see how best we can support them in just building refereeing even further. Are you finding that the scope also reaches here, where you know where you are born, bred, and butted, which is South Africa? Do you do a lot of work around SA? Yeah. Um, and so besides also being involved with referee development, I'm also involved in referee competition. Um, part of that would be the training of the referees for the next, in the FIFA project for the next World Cup. Um, and so uh, that's the reason why I was in Poland at the under-20s, um, training the referees and, and mentoring the referees who were, you know, were involved there and also shortlisted as part of the journey towards 2022. Um, and then in South Africa, I also am part of the, the SAFA structures, um, part of, uh, again, training and development, um, you know, trying to, you know, try to, to direct in terms of how we develop. But it's, po- it's pointless me assisting um, member associations around the continent, and I don't do it for my own country. That would mm-hmm. be absolutely, that's just not who I am. You know, it's, it's home first before other before other member associations. And that's also outside of your heavy involvement in terms of VAR and its journey and its training. Correct, correct. Um, sometimes I also get consulted in terms of opinions and and decisions and, and things with regards to how VAR um, will eventually shape up in the future. And so... Um, part of the ongoing discussion in how to to fine tune VAR was, you know, again just a reminder that VAR is about only four or five years old um, compared to the other systems in other um, 
and other sporting codes that are well-developed and well down the line. Um, for example, if I think of TMO, they're probably in their fourth, fourth or even, yeah, fourth World Cup already, um, as opposed to, um, you know, VAR that only just had their first World Cup. And so how that changes over the next four years, just listening to, to the various role players, coaches, players, media, all the role players in football get, a, mm. get an input in terms of how they would want to see VAR work. So, so, so the IFAM and FIFA do listen in terms of that. Um, and, and, and I'm sure VAR in its current structure will change, but it won't change fundamentally in terms of what it is meant to be. And so I'm involved with that. In, in terms of CAF, I'm involved with the training um, of referees in that scope too. So it's a, it's a mixed bag, but it's quite an exciting bag. Sure. We'll, we'll chat about that in the in the near future, and I'm looking yeah, forward to that I'm conversation sure. here. Um, the one that's the reason why I called on you uh, mm-hmm. to come through has to do with Ispandla. Um mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the time, and I'm thinking, let me rather shoot straight into a quick ad break, if you don't mm-hmm. mind, Jerome. I don't want sure. this to be interrupted yeah. uh, mid-sentence. Yeah. Let, let me take this quick ad break, because Golden Arrows have come through and people were wondering what's the whole altercation about. And uh, let me just quickly tell people that the the words attributed to the assistant coach, uh, that Suman is saying that it's very sad uh, that two of our players have encountered such a thing because I've never heard or seen it before. Uh, talking about the issue of Ispanja, uh, this can cause serious danger in the players' lives. Ispanja is a connection to ancestors, and you cannot cut it off without informing the ancestors. Now, this is done to create a connection with them. Uh, it's also worn for many traditional purposes by Africans who practice their tradition and also their beliefs. Um, and as you know, Ispanja made of goatskin. Or it is uh, taken from the goat's leg, uh, but their rules, you know, and they're saying that they spoke to the referee about the laws of the game, uh, saying that he had never, this thing has never happened before. I'm fearing what will happen to them because this is part of them seeking protection from their ancestors. Is the errors contingent correct or are the laws of the game saying something different? Jerome Damon will break it down. Robert Marawa. Oh, it's Pandla Brayaka. Yo, yo, yo. I... I don't know what the law says about those things, man. I still remember uh, the accident of Siabongangos, uh, of the nails. He bandaged the nails, but the referee disallowed him to go in the field of play. So it seems that uh, the history, it repeats itself. Now it's Pandland. You have to cut it, then go to the field of play. But uh, I don't know the rules, what the rules says, but it's one of those topics that uh, must be come on your show, Rob. Denny Moroso, the sport Murlin. Thanks, brother. Bro, how are you, man? It's Albert Ali here at the extension 10, but home is Winterfeld. I have a message for Coach Roland. I'd like to say, man, do what you can do. You don't have to explain to people. God gave you this opportunity. Run with it. Use it. For God was not blind when he gave you this opportunity. All of us, we have to start somewhere. Believe in God. Have faith. Use this opportunity. It's for you now to make a, a, a mark. Don't listen to people. People always have something to say. Trust in God. Pray a lot. You will make it, Mr. Rulani. We believe in you and we trust in you. Thank you. Hi, Rob. It's Fato here. Oh, what a weekend we're coming from. Ish. Springboks, they make us proud. And uh, this guy, Lodge, 
when it comes to important goals is the best good evening marawa uh, this is duban lela from bremsach on saturday um, paul magola pushed the referee and for me i don't know how much of a um, violent conduct would uh, require a red card other than that one you know he was lucky and uh, to stay in the game the whole game i really don't know what that referee has to say about himself you know if a player does that in my books he needs to walk straight away why he stayed for the whole game i don't know you know hey rob uh hope uh, you're okay then in the studio uh, my name is pumlan memela uh, i was just wondering um lendoga makola e push is it is it legal if it was illegal why engazanga tole straight red if it was a keza chiefs player i know uguti lendo bizo trenda in 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 social media and bizo bisi corner na studio kulunya ngayo so let us be consistent when this comes to refereeing Please, as Kulumen or if Mabenzi is wrong, team. I thank you. Hi, Rodi. Please ask Jerem uh, Demons about the incident of Pomakula um, in the game between Chiefs and uh, Cape Town City, where he pushed the referee. What does he think of Mpo's behavior, and what was the what was supposed to be the sanction there? All right, former referee and also referee extraordinaire, that is Jerome Damon, my guest on the line. And I know you've been asked a lot of questions about what happened over the weekend, but let me get back to what we were chatting about. Um, I I did quote what the Arrows assistant had to say. What what do the laws of the game say? Do they permit the wearing of his pine leg, Jerome? Um, I'm going to do an introduction in terms of the laws of the game 2019-2020, which is the latest one being used. Um, for those people who have the laws of the game, they can go to page 57 under Law 4, uh, which speaks about players' equipment. And under the first heading, it speaks there, there are two categories. It speaks of safety. Uh, um, a player must not use equipment or wear anything that is dangerous. And so obviously this is not an issue of safety. But the next part speaks about unauthorized equipment. All items of jewelry, and then the IFAB classifier um, gives some examples, Necklaces, rings, bracelets, earrings, leather bands, rubber bands, etc. Close close brackets are forbidden and must be removed. Using tape to cover jewelry is not permitted. And then it goes on to give referees guidelines as to what needs to happen. The players must be inspected before the start of the match and substitutes before they enter the field of play. If a player is wearing or using unauthorized or dangerous equipment or jewelry, the referee must order the player to, one, remove the item, two, leave the player at the next stoppage if the player is unable or unwilling to comply. A player who refuses to comply or wears the item again must be cautioned, a mandatory caution. So that's the section that deals, that's the opening uh, gambit um, of, of Law 4. 
So it's as straightforward as that because you, you know that the other side, people are saying, no, but if, it, if it's wrapped in a bandage or something like that, then it's permissible. The law Please says look, exactly the, law the covers, opposite. The law co- covers all of that, yes. Whew. But now, how come midstream clubs, players claim ignorance about this? I want to go back to when I was refereeing, and that was donkey years ago. Um, the law had probably changed in the time that I was refereeing, and we applied it exactly the way it is now. Um, so it has, it's not it's not a new thing. It's been around for quite a long while when I was refereeing. I remember players um, also having an issue back then about the very same uh, the very same band, and they were asked to remove it, and 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 we were quite forthright when applying it. And if you didn't comply. You, you had an option to either have it removed or the coach uh, had an option of having you replaced, but you were not going to be going on the field. And I understand why the law is written that way, because where do you draw the line, you know? Um, and one is very sensitive, and FIFA for number one and the IFA number, you know, they are very sensitive in terms of not offending anybody, um, but, you know, keeping everybody safe, that is the main priority, and also drawing a line as to what is allowed on the field of play in terms of football and what is not. Um, and, and, and we can have a long debate about it, but the law as it stands um, is written the way I've just read it. And, and, and I get it, and I digest it, and it's exactly the same law that I've, I've gone during the day to have a look at because it was puzzling, but I remember having seen it somewhere, and I just thought, okay, if I carry this, it's not going to carry the same weight as if I get somebody who uh, is, is learned at this um, situation because it, it talks about safety. And, we, and, and, and the one thing that FIFA, IFAB are always looking at is, is the safety of players to each other, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. And I think you read it perfectly. And, and I want to read yeah. And people, sorry, Robert, people no problem. often ask that, but how is this a safety issue? Now, if the band, you know, let, let's say, I'm not, I'm not going to use this band, I'm going to use any wristband, mm-hmm. um, you know, the one that people used to tie up their hairs with. Let's use right, that one. Right. Um, they, they, they keep that on their arm because they, they feel that their hair can be loose for a while, and so they run around and they jump up. Now, people jump up with their arms, and or not one person jumps up with their arms, and a finger gets stuck in that, in a finger of another of the opponent gets stuck in that in uh, gets hooked in it. Uh, th- there's going to be a problem, and that's the same issue with, for example, an earring. If you get a knock with a ball against your ear, the sharp bit can pierce into the sense into the into the back part of your ear, and you could you could you could you could get killed. And so there are lots of safety issues around that. And so FIFA just says, listen, we we're going to draw a line, and this is the line that we are going to keep. And I know. Many international players, for example, had big issues with regards to their wedding bands, you know, their rings. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm married, um, and my response, rather cheekily, I have to admit, have often been, uh, it doesn't mean that when you remove your ring that you are not married. You still remain married. And that, that's why you often see the, um, many players wearing white tape yes. around their finger, um, but the referees check to see that there's nothing beneath it. Uh, in terms of what the law requires. So they're not allowed to wear those rings either, regardless of whether they are strapped or in some form of a bandage? Correct, correct. So a referee can see that bandage around the ring and approach you and feel whether underneath there is a ring. And if he finds that there is a ring, then he will ask you to take it off. Yes, 
Um, and if you can't get it off at, the, at that point in time, it'll ask you to leave the field. And then the law continues um, towards the end and says, for any offense, play need not to be stopped. Uh, the player is instructed by the referee to leave the field to correct the equipment. Uh, the player then leaves the field um, to correct it unless he is able to. A player who leaves the field of play to correct or change equipment must have the equipment checked by a match official before being allowed to re-enter. So if you manage to slip through the first check, and some, mm-hmm. and we've seen this, um, players have done this before, they line up, um, and then everything is checked and everything is fine, and then after the after the after they've shaken hands, they go to shake hands of the of the people on the bench, and then they slip on the the, the unauthorized jewelry. Mm-hmm. And if a referee does see it again, he'll ask you to to leave the field of play and check before you re-enter, um, or any match official because the law allows that. Um, but you will not be allowed back onto the field of play if the equipment does not meet the required standard in terms of law four. Because then, you know what it does, Jerome, and I know that you you are equally a very spiritual person, and I and I understand where the listeners who are listening to our conversation on Twitter are saying. Tapelo says, "Arrows issue. What about Christianity? Can other players wear their church badges on the team's exactly. jersey?" Exactly. Mm. Because exactly. It, it lends itself to that, doesn't it? Exactly, it does. For example, um, there's in some in some sectors. Uh, in some religious practices, people have to wear beads. Now, can you imagine wearing beads in your hair mm. and you jump to head of the ball? The bead can take out somebody's eye. And so, FIFA just has a hard line in terms of that. And, and I understand. I understand. It, it, it's, not, uh, it's not a slant against any religion or, religion or cultural practice. It's, it's purely because of a player's safety and where to draw that line. Mm. All right. Here's somebody, and that is the beauty about this, is that it allows the conversation to open up. Edward Tamber says they don't buy what is being said, right? Says, how about players that bleed and have Band-Aid on their heads? What if an opposition player gets his finger stuck in the Band-Aid? Uh, the, so the player will be forced uh, with force after all. What then happens? Um, the law also covers that. Mm-hmm speaks about other equipment uh, on page 58. Mm. Uh, non-dangerous protective equipment, for example, headgear, face masks, uh, and knee and arm protectors made of soft, lightweight, padded material is permitted as our goalkeeper caps and sports spectacles. And it goes on to describe it even further. Mm. So, so again, um, you know, it again speaks, it speaks to safety and and. and and, and things like that. I, I just made an example. That's not the that's not the supreme, um, you know, line at which to draw it and say, yes. well, if this can happen and that can happen, and we can come up with whole lots of permutations as to what eventuality could happen, and something that we don't want on the field of play. So we'll just prevent it from happening. The <laughs> there've also been instances yeah. where some players have had. Um, the bands elasticized. Um, and so they would remove it. And I know of a few players um, in my time as referees, they would tie it to the inside of their shorts. And they still have the band with them, but it will be on the inside of their shorts. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what this lends itself to? Again, Jerome, because I don't want to keep bringing up the issue around 
Amazulu because when we had a conversation around them and what was happening and I, I kept warning that, listen, FIFA have got their set of laws because they run football worldwide. And the, the counter to that was that, no, South Africa's got a very strong constitution. Yeah. Like, no, 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 we understand South Africa's constitution. But FIFA laws and rules and regulations stipulate something different. And that, and that led six points being docked, et cetera, et cetera. Now, what, 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 why I'm leading to this is that people will then use or reuse or reintroduce the issue of culture. Um, Siko Boto says... We, we can't, as Africans, compare Ispanja with rubber bands and jewellery. We Africans. PSL is in Africa. FIFA must wait. But FIFA can't wait. We are part of FIFA. Uh, the, the laws of the game, the, the sport that we play, are governed by FIFA. And with respect to, to, to in terms of, and, and this is the beauty of football, the moment you, and, and the moment, and this is why the laws are written the way they are, um, and to protect everybody so that the, the playing field in somewhat and is level so that when you walk over the four you know over the four lines yes the boundary lines you're going to encounter the same set of rules whether you are playing in South Africa or Brazil or in China or Japan or in Australia wherever you're playing you're going to encounter the same set of rules um, once you cross those four lines you may experience have a different cultural and social experience on the way to the game or in the stadium leading up to the game in terms of your warm-up and in terms of the atmosphere in the stadium. But once you cross those four lines, you're going to experience and, and have the same experience in, in, in different parts of the world. Yeah, I, I was going to say that we had a conversation with, with, with Shaba. Remember, he was not playing in SA last season. Yeah. And I did yeah. ask him about that because it, it looked like something he was not willing to part with. And he, he, you know, he laughed about it, but he said, no, they, they let him play with it. Um, which, again, is puzzling. But you say that these laws I've seen, I don't know if they do it mid-season, but it is a brand new season and he's still around in the country. Um, I've seen them refresh or come up with new laws of the game Mm-hmm. Every time, would yep. would something like this maybe have gone through a, uh, I don't know, refresh the laws or whatever the the right word it, is? It's been it's been around for a long while. Um, the way the law is written right now, it hasn't changed. Um, and I remember in twenty ten, I, I no twenty two thousand and six, I was in Germany. I was fourth official, and the first game I was on was Iran versus. Um, I just needed to remember the team. Uh, Iran versus Argentina, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was Iran versus Argentina. And the beauty of football was I walked into the Iranian dressing room um, to do the, the, the pre-game checks, and there were in the one room were, were many prayer mats, and people was, were, were praying there. Um, and, and the direction of Mecca, there was a little minaret, um into in the direction of which people were praying and the, and the prayer match was there and when I walked into the Argentinian dressing room on the other hand on the other side um, there in the one room there was a um, Maradona was praying and there was the effigy of, of, of the Holy Mary um, and so I, that was the contrast and the beauty of football but the moment I walked across the field uh, across the, the lines everybody played to the same rules um, you know so I know it's difficult, yeah. and it's, it really is a sensitive issue. Uh, but people can write. 
people can write to the IFAB um, and motivate why the law should change. And the IFAB will listen to people. And that's how um, some of the law changes have come about. Not because they are people who are sitting there and deciding this must be the law. They, they listen to people, and, and there are many former players. And I'm not sure if at one stage our former captain, Lucas Radebe, served on the football committee of FIFA, where they're also a part of the IFAB working committee. I think they are, they've just announced a new group of people. I know Marco van Basten and um, all of those former players, mm-hmm. they, they also at one stage formed part of, of that you know, study group. You know, there's always so much I need to talk to you about. Whatever we'll have you on, but I'll, I'll, I'll set aside time. Uh, I think one of these days when you're in, you are back home in Cape Town, uh, I'll be able to uh, bring you into studio. There's a lot, Jerome, that that really needs to be unpacked. And people were saying uh, to unroll VAR in South Africa, how much of that costs? So all of those kind of issues. But very quickly, because people will maim me, they'll use their nails and all sorts of things to <laughs> rip my eye off. If I don't ask you whether or not a player that pushes a referee should be having an early shower. Subjudicate, no comment. Hey! Subjudicate. Yep. But you know that doesn't exist in our law. Subjudicate rule. It exists in my world. <laughs> Which world is that? Yeah. Crazy world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I know what that means. I know what that means. But thank you for shedding light. I, I did bring you on to chat about this. Uh, it's just that I've been we've getting so many requests that I must ask you about the yes. pushing of a referee. I'm but sure. yeah, um, I think let's let's wait for the authorities to rule on that because I know that Correct. it's one of the top items on the agenda. Uh, everybody was running for cover when we were trying to ask for clarity on that. So. Um, I just thought I'd put it out there so that people don't think that, oh, you see, you didn't ask Jerome about that. So I've asked you. You said subjudicate. And I thank you. And I've, an- and I've answered. Maybe not the way we would have wanted you to, but you've answered. I can't, I can't deny that. Word, <laughs> words came through your mouth. Bye-bye, Jerome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, Jerome David, joining me on the line there. Uh, the issue of his pantler, getting a lot of talkability. Let's find out what's happening in the world.